welcome to the Rock by Mama Baby and Toddler Sleep Podcast. I'm Katie, your host for today's show, where we are talking all things daycare. Whether your child is starting daycare for the first time or they're returning to, to daycare after you've done some family traveling, this episode is for you. And if your child is not in daycare, I still recommend you give it a listen because I'll be sharing some tips for how to help your child sleep in new settings. So here we go. Let's get right into it. A while back, I had a mom reach out to me. Her daughter was starting daycare and she was really, really stressed about it because the daycare told her that they were not going to be able to take her daughter if her daughter was not able to fall asleep on her own. Essentially, this mom was rocking her baby to sleep for all naps and for sleep and it worked for her when she was at home. But since she was returning to work and she was putting her child in daycare, she really wanted the daycare to continue that. And they just weren't able to. And I I didn't really get into why that was, whether there are policies that prevent them from doing that or whether they just physically couldn't do it because of how many babies they had. I don't know. I think both of those reasons are plausible. But she was so, so stressed. And so we talked through what her options were. And here's the thing. There are many different scenarios that you may be facing when your child starts daycare. Maybe you have worked really hard to establish independent sleep skills and you're worried that your child is going to regress when they enter daycare. Or maybe you are like the mom I talked to and your child doesn't have independent sleep skills yet and you're worried about what your child's going to do. Are they actually going to sleep? What happens if they don't go to sleep? So I know there are so many different scenarios and here is what I told this mom when I talked to her and it's what I advise to you. My biggest tip is to start working on independent sleep at home right now. The earlier you can do this, the better, but realistically you only need about two weeks to establish great sleep skills. Here's my reasoning behind this. If your child can fall asleep on their own in their crib, like you put your child down in their crib when they're awake and they're able to fall asleep, you're going to feel much more confident when you drop them off somewhere else, whether that's a daycare or even if your mom or your sibling or a cousin or a babysitter is watching your little one, you're going to feel more confident knowing that your child is able to go to sleep when they need sleep. That's my biggest tip for you. There are many resources I have for how to get started on independent sleep. You can sleep train, you can do that gradually, or you can choose a method that moves a little faster. It's all up to you on how you accomplish that. Um, And if you're new here, I do want to just take a quick caveat to explain what sleep training is. Sleep training is helping your child fall asleep independently. That does not mean you have to make them cry it out. That does not mean you can't stand next to their crib and support them while they're falling asleep in their crib. It just means moving away from offering your assistance to help them fall asleep. Do I think that helping your baby fall asleep is wrong? No. I think it's very natural to feed your baby to sleep or to rock them to sleep. But I know that that's just not realistic every day, forever. There comes a point in many people's lives when they just cannot do that anymore. For me personally, I was working full-time when my daughter was young and she 
was not able to fall asleep. And so for the first few months, it didn't matter. Like I was just, I would do whatever she needed me to do. But when I returned to work, the mental toll it took on me was extreme because I would get home from work and after a few hours, it was time for my daughter to go to sleep. So I'd have to lay down, um, of course, after like nursing her and then we would do bottle feeding and then I would rock her. And then if that didn't work, I would have to lay down next to her. By the time she fell asleep, it was 10 o'clock p.m. And I still had to wash dishes. I still had to get ready for work the next day, take a shower. I was a teacher, so I had to plan lessons. I had to pump. And then I was able to go to sleep. And often by that point, she was already awake. And so not only that, but she wasn't sleeping through the night. She was still waking up to eat two to three times. And I had to wake up the next morning at 5 a.m. It was not sustainable. It just wasn't. And I've talked to many families who are in a similar situation or just the physical work it takes of bouncing and rocking their child to sleep. It just can't happen anymore. So there's no judgment here. If you enjoy putting your child to sleep, great. I'm not bashing you. I'm not shaming you. But if they're in a daycare or they're in another setting where you're not there to help them fall asleep, let's try and work on independent sleep skills. On the other side of that, you may already have a child who sleeps well. Maybe you have done some sleep training or maybe you just were lucky and they just sleep pretty good. But you might be worried about how daycare is going to impact their sleep. I'm always going to be honest with you and I'm going to tell you daycare might impact your child's sleep. Your child may not go to sleep. They might be overstimulated because there's new people, lots of toys, um, lots of different things hanging on the walls. They might not go to sleep or they might not sleep well because there might be a lot of different rooms with different kids of different ages and not all those kids are going to sleep at the same time. So your child might have short naps. This is all okay. Yes, there will be days where they don't sleep at daycare. There will be days when they fall asleep in the car on the way home or by the time you get home, they are just overly tired. But I don't want you to stress about this because it's common. Everyone experiences this and in time, your little one will adjust. They will. They will adapt to their new schedule. They will adapt to their new environment and they will start to either take better naps at daycare or they'll just get used to the sleep that they are getting at daycare and they'll either make up for that sleep overnight or on the weekends. So please don't stress out about this. I really just want to provide tips for you. So here we go. Before we get into it, I do want to preface this by saying that all daycares are different. A lot of daycares, at least in the States, are regulated by their state laws. So they have certain things they can and can't do. Um, at least that's for like established centers. If you're putting your child in an in-home daycare center, there might be some more flexibility with what they're able to do. But generally, most daycares have regulations and rules they must follow. This can vary state by state. So please keep that in mind. Things that you might not think about, like with the mom I talked to, she didn't really think about the fact that they weren't able to rock her child to sleep. 
things like that might dictate whether a daycare can kind of accommodate your requests or not. So keep that in mind. But the first tip I have for you is to communicate. Communicate with the daycare providers. Whether you are just searching for daycares right now or you already have a daycare selected, you want to ask them questions. Ask them everything that you can think of regarding the sleep situation. What time do the children take a nap? How long do the children take a nap? Can they sleep as long as they want or do you wake them up at a certain time? Where do the children sleep? Obviously, you want to make sure that they're sleeping in a safe place. A lot of daycares for young infants will have cribs, but you just want to make sure if they're sleeping on a floor mat or in a big kid bed, you want to make sure that's safe. Ask everything that you can think of. When I was looking at daycares before I had decided I wasn't going to pursue this one daycare, Um, They told me that they put the child down to sleep when the child seems tired. And that did not work for me because I know that children, after their newborn stages, they don't always show sleepy signs, especially my daughter. And I knew that, well, if they just wait for my daughter to seem like she's sleepy, she's never going to go to sleep. And she wasn't even one yet. So I knew that just wasn't going to work for me. So ask those questions related to your child. It's also okay to ask if there's any wiggle room within that. So maybe like in my case, they said, oh, we put them down when they seem tired. We don't put them down at a set time. You can ask them, well, is it possible for you to put my child down at a set time? Or maybe they do have a set 12 o'clock nap time for every single child in the daycare center. And maybe you know that that's just way too late for your little one. Maybe your little one is used to taking two naps a day and now they're only going to be taking one nap a day. You can ask them, is it possible for you to put my child down first and just wake them up last? So don't be afraid to ask questions. Truly, the worst they can say is, oh, no, we're not able to do that. And that's it. But you're never going to know if you don't ask and you don't advocate for what your child needs. The second thing that you can talk to the daycare about is bringing home into daycare within reason, of course. So think about the things that your child is used to now in their sleep environment and see if you can replicate that in the daycare. I'm not saying like go and completely change the layout of the daycare. I'm just saying what we have in our control, is it possible to take into the daycare setting? So for instance, If your child is used to sleeping in a dark room and the daycare is going to have the lights on, see if maybe you can bring a slumber pod. If that's not possible, that's fine. But at least you'll have that information and you'll know, okay, my child probably isn't going to sleep well then because the light's going to wake them up. Or if your child sleeps with a sound machine, you can ask them. Do you have any music playing for nap time or do you have any sound machines playing? And if they do, great. And if they don't, you can ask if you can bring a portable one that you keep right next to your child's bed. If your child sleeps in a sleep suit or maybe they sleep with their favorite blanket or a lovey, you can ask if they can take those with them and if they can put them down to sleep with your child. 
So think about all the things that your child is used to when it comes to to their sleep and ask the daycare if you can bring that thing or if you can recreate that environment in the center at all. Again, it really depends on the daycare. I remember when I was in daycare when I was little, they had all the daycare, all the kids went to sleep at the same time. Different age groups all went to sleep at the same time and they would just turn the lights off. But I do remember one time when I got a new Barbie sleeping bag and they let me sleep in a different room with one of my friends because we had sleeping bags and it was so fun. So there might be some flexibility for your child to sleep in a different room whether maybe your child just does not do well in bright environments and they can't dim the lights, you can ask, is there any part of the room or is there any room they can sleep in where that's not the case? The other thing is if your child is on a different nap schedule, but they're really kind of pushing for your child to be maybe on just one nap or maybe no naps, but you know your child still needs that, you can ask them if they can be put in a different age group in a different classroom that still naps. Don't be afraid to ask those questions. Again, the worst they'll say is no. Now, despite all of that, all of the questions you ask, all of the advocating you do, all of the research, sometimes you're still not going to be happy with what they say. And all you can then do is focus on what's in your control, which is what happens at home. So for the first few days or even weeks of starting daycare, your child is likely to be overtired when they get home. Maybe they didn't sleep. Maybe they just slept really short naps. Maybe they did sleep perfectly, but because there was so much activity and new people, they're just really stimulated and that's going to create more exhaustion for them. It's very similar to like when older kids start school for the first few days, they're going to be tired because all of the learning and all of the stimulation that they did really takes a toll on them. So it's the same with your little one. They're going to be tired. So you can bring up bedtime for the first few days or weeks. Just make it a little earlier until they adjust to that. I also really recommend that you keep their schedule at home what it currently is. And I know that some people might not agree. Maybe you think, okay, I'm just going to match what the daycare does. The daycare puts my child down at 12 for a nap. They wake them up at 2. I'm going to do the same. In some cases, that might work beautifully, but I encourage you not to do that, at least not yet. I really recommend you keep the current schedule your child is used to because if they're not used to getting that little sleep, like maybe they just sleep more at home, then the weekends or the days that they're not in daycare are going to be great opportunities for them to catch up on that sleep. So I recommend keeping the same schedule that they're currently on. And then in time, if you notice that it would actually be better for them to just have that consistency, then you can adjust and change the schedule if needed. But don't feel like you have to change things just to match what the daycare is doing because most kids can differentiate between sleep at home and sleep at daycare. And like I said, a lot of times they will kind of bank up on that sleep and sleep longer at home when they're given the chance. So to recap, 
One, you're going to communicate with the daycare. You're going to ask them all of the questions regarding the sleep situation to see if maybe it's not a good fit for you. Maybe it is a good fit. And then also to see if there's any wiggle room. Can they accommodate in any way? Of course, it's fine if they don't. We're not trying to like change the way that they're structured. Your child is just one of the children that's in the daycare. They can't change everything for them. We know that, but it does not hurt to ask and just to have information so that we can make better decisions when our kids are back home with us. Two, bring home into daycare. What your child is used to at home, bring it to daycare. Within reason, what you can. So pacifiers, loveys, sleep suits, all of those things, see if you can take it into daycare. It's going to help your child have that familiarity so that they're not completely thrown off when it's time for sleep. And then three, focus on what you can do at home. Truth is, we can't always control everything, unfortunately. So focus what you can at home. Bring bedtime up earlier if you need to. Let your child sleep in longer than they normally would. As long as it doesn't mess up overnight sleep, do what you feel is best for your little one. that daycare can bring so many emotions for you whether you're returning to work and you need to put your child in daycare or maybe you're putting them in for a different reason it can be an exciting time it can be an emotional time i i completely understand that so try not to stress about it this is a fun new chapter for your family and for your child focus on what you can let go of the rest you're doing great your child will adapt and they're going to be so much better for it. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I will see you back next week. Sweet dreams, y'all.